0: Get into it, cause we, cause we got people doing stuff tonight. Chris is just being an asshole. 100%. 100%. huh? 100%. Always. Play ball. for another episode of Bush League Congregation, guys. How's it going? Chris is here. C-Dub's here. And very special episode. We have our good friend and first guest ever, Mr. Will. How's it going, buddy? How you doing, man? It's going well, Mike. Good. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm I'm doing great. Hanging out with my buddies and talking about baseball and drinking beer. So, I'm cool. Um, So, how's it going, man? So, you, you, you grew up in the Atlanta area. Um... Separating us from being friends and talking about baseball, yeah. So you're you're a big Braves fan, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is last year when they won? Is that was that like your favorite baseball season ever? So
1: 2021, yeah. That's that's got to be up there. Sure. I, I have to tell you, I like 2022. Okay. So, uh, but I also like 2020. Uh, I sure. thought the. Short season, sixty games. I liked it a lot. I don't think we're ever going to see something like that again. So yeah. I can like really appreciate how much every game meant and how unique it was.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it was different because it was dramatically shorter. Um, I think I, I think I'm the biggest proponent of the shortened season on the show. I would say 150 games is probably about max that they should probably play. Like 162 is just too many games. So.
1: I mean, I think MLB does a really good job of figuring out who should go to the playoffs. Sure. But, you know, the playoffs are so short relative to the regular season,
0: they don't necessarily tell you who the best team in the playoffs is. It tells you who the hottest team in the playoffs is, exactly. typically. I mean, and that's like, how many months does the season see Like six months? Like it's forever. Like, yeah. Where you
2: go for, we go from we go from the end of March typically till, you know, October. So, we miss 3 months, 4 months. It's a long season, man. So,
0: I I mean, I I, I totally get that point though. That makes a lot of sense for, for 2020 to be your favorite because it's an anomaly. And so so the reason why we asked Will to come on the show is he uh, made a particularly interesting post on the Bush League Backfields Facebook group. Um, if you don't know about it, hit us up. It's a public group. We talk about a lot of baseball. Just BS and things around the league. But he, he posted an article that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But it was about the baseballs. Something that, obviously, everybody that listens to the show knows that we talk about all the time. But it was a very interesting article, and Will, by trade, um, messes with a lot of analysis, just in general. He is very good with code, and he really likes to analyze numbers. I don't know if likes the right answer. He does it for a living. Oh, no. He, a he, he likes it. Oh, no, I love he likes it. it. Well, good. That's good, because you do a lot very well at it enough to like make me dizzy when you were showing me earlier but um so like we talked we flirted with this concept of of bringing well on the show to talk about um some analytics in baseball before and uh this was like probably about the perfect time for me to be like all right bill you gotta be on the show so um so thank you so much for coming on the show um we'll get into your topic here in just a little bit but yeah, I man, we gotta uh, we gotta we gotta learn a little bit more about you real fast, and then uh, and then we'll get into some some notes, and then we're gonna talk about why you're here. Um, so you're a Braves fan. Uh, I I would imagine you love Larry, you love Bobby Cox and Greg Maddox, but like, do you have a favorite Brave or baseball player outside of that? Or is it? Uh, where, I mean, are you a big baseball fan in general? I guess is a better question. But both
1: of those. So. Uh, yes, I love baseball. Okay. I love baseball. The sport, I hate the Dodgers, but I respect them. <laughs> I think they're okay. just the most well-run team. I love everything about how they're coached, how they play. I like all the players on their team. So I would say I respect the game of baseball a lot. Uh, I think my favorite player is Ronald Acuna right now. Okay, I don't think there's anyone playing harder, uh, trying to get us. Team, a chance to win more than he is. I mean, he just came back from an ACL. He's got a quad strain. He's stealing bases left and right. If he gets on first, he's on third like three pitches later. Yeah. And, you know, but with, with this, what we're talking about tonight, that's a big deal. It, him specifically? Well, everyone. It, being able to get on third when balls are flying, you know, five to ten feet shorter.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for just going and let the cat out of the bag. It's yeah. fine. No, no. spoiler. Uh, alert. Yeah. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. No. But I,
1: I. I tell you, my other favorite player is uh, Juan Soto. I do love him very much. I, I think love I him. Was, and I love how he
0: makes everyone mad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he just the way that he plays baseball with such reckless abandon is like. It's like ten times what we saw out of Bryce Harper, and that was addicting enough to be like, man, I I don't hate that part of you, and I mean I don't care about it anymore because it's for Philly, so like, I don't care. <laughs> but um, you know, it it it's really refreshing to see how um, Juan Soto approaches game, his little dance at home plate on balls and stuff is all it's all good. Um, so. We, we asked you a couple of questions before the podcast And my favorite question Not my favorite question, second favorite question Was, what was your favorite moment In baseball? And you had A particularly great moment Because we all know it Because it's so fresh, it just happened Oh yeah um, So you said that Tyler Matzik's uh, Strikeout of Mookie Betts In the NLCS um, Where it was late in the game It basically loaded, weren't they? they were, It was yeah. at least second and third. Juiced, right? Yeah, I think it was juiced. It was, they were, they were juiced. Yeah. yeah,
1: like it was serious. Yeah. He came in. There were no outs. Right. And he struck out. Yeah. And he, he struck out. Pools. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the next guy. And then Mookie Betts on three straight fastballs right down the pipe. He, he said, said hey,
0: "Come get it." Yeah. That's and that's that's just so awesome. Yeah, I remember I remember watching that and being like who is this guy? And now, like, obviously with everything that happened at the parade and everything, like, we know who Tyler Matzik is, but, like, what a coming-of-age story. <laughs> like, what a, what a rags-to-riches type moment for that guy because, like, really, I mean, he was he was almost out of the league, right? Before he got to the Braves. It was something that we didn't get a chance to talk about because it was during our hiatus at the Braves part was Tyler
2: Matzik's kind of rise to fame there. Yes, he basically was out of the league. Yeah. Uh, he was pinned, pitching any Ball and, yeah. Yeah. Made his way back. Yeah. Great moment. Good call. Uh, love
0: 420. You're drinking 60-minute, uh, which is totally cool. No. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, okay, this is my favorite question, actually, and then we'll get on with the show. Uh, so, you go to the game, right, Truist Park. What do you get at the... Um, Concession stand. Like, what are you going to, where are you going for? What's your first, what's your first move? Well, I got to get a little Okay, okay. And then, a little a little cerveza. Yeah,
1: gotta have it. And then, probably uh, a
0: big salty pretzel. Pretzel fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You dip in it? No. Nah. Raw dog in it. Raw dog. Love it. Love that. All right, so just a, just a good old fashioned pretzel. And a beer, and you're ready for the game. That's all I need. I'm in there. Let's Most of I do need beer, but let's do it. All right. Well, consider yourself <laughs> equipped with your pretzel and your beer, and let's 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 talk some let's, let's talk some business. Okay, let's get into it. Um, I think everybody probably already knew that this one was coming, but we got we got to talk through this a little bit because this doesn't make any sense on the planet Earth. Um, so last week the. San Francisco Giants and the Cincinnati Reds met up for uh, a series. And during batting practice, Jock Peterson takes a quick stroll out in the outfield, just stretching out and stuff. A familiar face comes the opposite direction and proceeds to smack him straight across the fucking face. Uh, Tommy Pham uh, smacked Jock Peterson in the middle of public literally committed assault and in the middle of the baseball field during warm-ups in front of at least 40 people. What the... F- what happened? CW, CW, did you
3: see this? Like, did you see this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how you don't see this. It's everywhere. It's shocking in a way. Hilarious in another way. And... Um, Just the weirdest thing. Once you get the explanations for actually what's going on it's even more funny I mean, yeah. fantasy fantasy football and a mean gift
0: i, yeah. I just and that's I mean, like you know the big crescendo just, is the
3: worst part about it yeah i mean and how does he just get to slap the shit out of somebody and i mean i know baseball gave him or the Reds, I think, actually gave him three games. I don't even think it was baseball.
0: Yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's a spoiler. alert. MLB did officially give him three games. The one
3: was it? Was it MLB? Okay. The
0: first game oh. was the game that he actually didn't play. So he's like already like the, by the time you hear this episode, his suspension will be over. He's not appealing it. He's 100 percent just letting it go. He said that if he appeals it, worse will happen. Is what he said directly on camera. I heard an interview him say that. Like he's like, I'm not appealing it. I only heard worse things. Will happen if i tried to because literally committed assault on camera okay but the like,
3: worst things actually should the, happen the I mean, cops could be there out of like somebody in the middle of everybody It's an actual. something you really get away with yeah. normal people probably get booked and well so. spend the night in jail or something if they want to yeah, <laughs> you know normal things happen to you know but we're seeing this happen a little bit more Celebrity life, and it's just it's 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 weird. I'm glad I'm not part of that. I don't have a better word for it. It's just kind of weird.
0: It's very weird, Chris. Um, so do you know the timeline? Do you know how? Can you can you explain this
2: to us? What happened? So like the actual timeline? You yeah, know, you like wrestling. What?
0: Might as well be able
2: to explain <laughs> this. <laughs> this. This fucking guy. Uh, no, like I I just like I saw the video. Like first off, when it came across. My timeline on Friday that, or Thursday, when this shit happened, was like, bullshit. And we were actually in the car on the way down to the Braves game. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then like six hours later, it's, oh, it's over fantasy football, I'm like, okay. And then Saturday, the video comes out, and he literally, ju- or Jock is talking to, to someone else. Like a trainer. And he just, he just wa- he walks up to him and just smacks the shit out of him. Straight across the face. Yep, 100%. And Jock, like, takes a step back, stands back up, and then is like, what the fuck,
1: dude? Which, yeah. I, have, I have to give him credit. You know, statistically speaking, that's like one more hit than pretty much every single MLB brawl period.
0: Yeah. Yeah, typically. <laughs> well, is Jess Marja playing? Not for the Giants, Chris, but is Jess Marja playing? Because, I mean, that guy hits people in the fucking mouth. Like, he punched people a lot. I mean, it's he, not as good as Nolan Ryan, but... Well, no one's as good as <laughs> Roadman or Doer, But, like, we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not comparing apples to apples here, okay? Like, there's a difference between the levels of things. But, yeah, you're right, Will. That's a good point. Like, he's averaging more hits on cheeks than most most MLB players. Group hugs, as I like to year. call them. Oh, yeah, lots of group hugs. Not a lot of punches thrown or slaps. Um, but so, like, so let me run this down real quick as fast as I can so we can get off the subject because it's just drama, not baseball related. <laughs> <clears throat> so apparently what had happened, what happened was is What had happened? Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham were in a fantasy football league together. And Jock Peterson had somebody on the IR um, who we now know is Jeff Wilson, tight end for San Francisco, um, was I on the IR, and he put him on the IR and picked somebody else up. Tommy Pham is apparently in two leagues, and in one league you can do that, and in another league you can't do that, and he got the leagues a little bit misconstrued, a little, little bit confused, and he, I guess said that jock was cheating something about the way that he thought jock was manipulating his lineup was not legal and he was upset about it and then jock peterson does the unthinkable he inserts a gif into the text conversation with the entire league made up of at least four or five Padre players who Jock Peterson knows, including Tommy Fan. And the gif, or GIF, however you say it, I don't know. Will can enlighten us. Later. It's a gif. Whatever. Uh, a is is, this one. is three weightlifters all throwing a kettlebell slash, like, uh, bag over their head, but one of them... Happens to like throw it up straight up in the air and the handle like gets caught around her neck and brings her straight to the ground. Um, And the comparison is the Giants, Dodgers and Padres. And of course, the Padres is the guy that or the girl that uh, completely biffs the exercise because the Padres were so bad. Um last year with such high expectations. Like everybody was like, they're gonna be all good and then it's like, oh no, the potash is terrible. And it just like was a yeah, perfect personification. I guess Tommy Fam took real offense to this because that is literally the exact reason why he slapped him. It had nothing to do with fantasy football in Tommy Pham's mind. He just felt disrespected. Either way, he's acting like a bitch. And Jock came up with receipts of texts of both sides of the story, only to be mostly Jock's. Like, yeah, it was like an argument, and then I put this meme out there, and he was really mad. Because there was a ton of money on the table is the one thing that they both, like, were really quiet about until the very... Better, and it's like, no, 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 there's a shitload of money involved, and Tommy Pham lost is really I, where the story
2: ends. Betting is an issue. It or isn't an issue anymore. Like, Well, no. I don't think it, I mean, not, it ever was. You know, our, our, our dude can't get in the Hall of Fame, but literally every single player in Major League Baseball bets on shit these days. We don't have time for that. <laughs> so you're right, but we do not
0: have time to talk about Pete Rose right now. You're right. Put him in the hall. (laughs) We're done. Don't do that. Not the most famous baseball argument in history. That's fine. Let's put that anywhere else but here on the table. Tommy Pham suspended for three games. Jock Peterson slapped on live TV, I guess. He
2: he got slapped in the face.
0: And uh, that's the end of it. So... Is there anything else beyond this that we should really care about, or is it just a, a funny, weird
3: thing that happened in baseball? I say we move on. Yeah. See, Doug? Yeah, it's dumbass. Nothing, right? This is public, not important. Public dumbass drama that you know how I feel about anyway. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> it, that's all it is, right? There's nothing, nothing, no, nothing can not... be gleaned from
3: this, right? No. I mean, I don't really feel much different than the story we talked about last week. I mean, it's just yeah. you know social media drama. Manderson is now on the IM
0: Broken. for yeah, I three people. weeks with the hamstring thing. Uh, At Will, least three, three weeks. weeks. Will, what do you think yeah. about the um, Peterson and uh, fam phenomenon? I don't know. Really yeah. Good, because that's how we feel like. So, like, the thing about it with us is, like, we, we feel obligated to make sure that everybody that listens to our podcast knows about the silly news around baseball. Oh, it's entertaining. It's fun to talk about, but. None of us like drama Particularly me and CW Are just like Really just like I don't care about Any of this at all Like I don't want to Talk about it Like let's move on Chris likes wrestling So obviously he loves like,
1: I mean if it had Crap
0: made the Shut it the fuck up It has to do With unwritten yeah. rules
1: Or anything Tangentially Really it, to baseball Yeah it has nothing
0: Yeah it has nothing to do But with, it's like, not It has nothing to do with it Okay Cool Yeah I mean I don't and, like, the comfortability of the whole setting is just wild. Like, there's, like, upwards of five Padres players on in the league. Like, it was meant to be a joke. Sorry you bet big money and you lost big money. That's kind of how it goes. You're a professional athlete. Isn't that half of your life is betting big money and losing big money?
3: Like, isn't that what you do with your life? He he seems like right, a hold bigger... up. Intense individual, though. I mean, he, he really does. It's kind of an idiot, I feel like. Well, like they tend to kind of. I mean, I said that. I mean, it's being, you know, sure. overly aggressive over minor things. Sure. What are we going to say, Chris? <laughs> Symptom of uh, testosterone.
2: We're not talking about Michael Jordan. And he is like the most famous gambler of all time. Why are we doing Where are we going? No, 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 no. And he didn't lose his shit over bullshit with a fantasy football league. Yeah. I mean, we'll never know what
0: he lost his shit about or didn't or whatever.
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't
0: so
1: know. I, I'm, I'm confused for a bit. Was he mad about the GIF or was he mad about right.
2: he, the money?
0: So he he says he was disrespectful, but they both said very, like, very animatedly that there was a ton of money. Like, they're like, there's a lot of money. In okay. Football. Do we know Two. if
3: either of them won money? I have no idea.
0: I, don't, but no, I can tell, tell you I can tell you Tommy Pham I did tell you win yeah, money. Tommy Pham
3: obviously that I can money. tell you okay. so, like, so I, my I, thing I just, really. I just want to throw
1: this out there real quick Jock Peterson reigning World Series is allowed to talk shit to the Padres two Positors. times two times yeah. exactly two years back, back he's allowed to talk shit to the Padres
0: yeah okay. especially to the that's guy good. that got kicked off the team immediately after the season was over he's like literally kicked the fuck off oh you're a free agent we don't want you back where are you going worst team in baseball great <laughs> Tommy Fam, you really, the legs that you're standing on are very small
2: at this moment. My biggest point is, what were the reactions of the other four <laughs> Padres? Yeah, you should because say Because obviously they didn't give a fuck.
0: I'd love to just be done with this conversation. Is everybody cool with us just like being done talking about Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham and their slap? Is that like cool? Absolutely.
2: If we just like move on from that forever. I mean, it's- it's just stupid bullshit fodder that shouldn't have happened. And guy walks out to the outfield and fucking smacks the shit out of another guy. And it, well, good. Let's, let's move on. Well, good. Let's be done with that because I don't want to talk
0: about it anymore. It's just not a fun topic. Um, I think they'll work it out. In... I'd imagine somebody might get hit with a baseball at some point, but I don't know who. Uh...
2: In next year's Fantasy Football League.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. So something else that... that it, that has been happening in baseball last week that I've noticed is there's a couple teams that really need to start worrying about pitching. And I don't mean just teams. I mean some of the best teams in baseball. And I'm going to run it down, and then I want you guys any of you to give me any any note that you have about this I'm gonna run off there's four teams and I want you you guys to to tell me what you think so right now the New York Mets are without Jacob DeGrom at least until the end of June Max Scherzer Bass the All-Star break and Tyler McGill for maybe a week Taylor Taylor alright uh the Brewers are without Peralta for a significant time frame. And Brandon Woodruff is out with a sprained ankle for, I don't know, an ankle for a pitcher actually sounds deceivingly um Like a nondescript time. I imagine that that could be a lingering issue for a while. So those two. And then the Chicago White Sox. Lance Lynn's been out all year. He seems to be getting towards a place where he can start work. Dylan Cease is now on the COVID list, but he's been struggling the last two starts. And Dallas Keuchel has now been optioned. So there... Their rotation is decimated, and I'm not getting to the worst one yet. The Dodgers, if anybody didn't know, they're missing four starters. Clayton Kershaw, Andrew Heaney, Dustin May, and Danny Duffy, they're all out right now. Dustin May's been out since last year. Clayton Kershaw's been out this whole year. Heaney Heaney left early this year, and Duffy left early this year. And they have a litany of relievers that are in and out of the training staff room. What team out of those four, Mets, Brewers, White Sox, and Dodgers, needs to worry about these problems the most? Because... All of them are playoff teams, as it were, before the season started. With these guys out, dare I say that none of these guys are very
2: terrifying. Who's got the biggest problem? All right, so White Sox, I think that is the, the smallest of issues. CCS had a two terrible, or has had two terrible starts on the year. <laughs> He's on COVID. He'll come back. His last start was, was Sunday. He went seven. He up one run, zero earned. So, yeah, no, not worried about that. Lance Lynn, work his way back. They still got G. Alito, although they did just release Keichel, But Kopech has been fantastic. Dodgers don't really give a shit. That that offense can can carry a team for, for a while. So that leaves you with the Mets. Bur- the the Mets, yeah, they they the Mets or the Brewers may be in the biggest issue. Sure, the Mets at least have an offense that can do work, and in Francisco Lindor the last month or the last week has been fantastic, helping carry that offense. The Brewers they have no one other than Willie Adams Christian Yelich, and Roddy Teles. And Kristen Yelich has been hit or miss all year. We we've seen spurts of twenty seventeen Kristen Yelich, and then we've seen spurts of twenty nineteen and, and twenty twenty Kristen Yelich, where he like there has been no offense like or sorry, no offensive output. You know, I, I I would put those two in the the high risk category, but the other two, yeah,
3: I'm I'm not even worried about. Okay, CW, what do you think? Do you agree with that, or is there? Oh, I see it. I see it opposite. I see. I. I think it hurts the White Sox the most just because they are underperforming the most already due to injuries everywhere else. I mean, really, sure. Jimenez is out. Like Luis Roberts has been in and out. I mean, they just you yeah. know Tim Anderson just left. They, I mean, they've got injuries throughout the whole team, so they're not scoring runs. So. This this offense is not going to carry whatever that pitching staff is going to be after that. Um, the Dodgers, I mean, they're the Dodgers. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. Anderson, they picked him up out of nowhere, and he's burning down the house. I mean, he's been so good. I mean, it's just what the Dodgers do. They'll replace. the defense is awesome. Um, kind of the same. that's defense is so damn good, uh, they'll figure it out. And even if they don't, the um, rest of the division is just kind of treading water. So it's not like they're getting pushed by anybody right now. I mean, the Braves kind of win one, lose one. Mar- Marlins suck. Phillies, I mean, they're kind of streaky, but they're nothing to really be worried about, I don't think. So I, I really think it – and with the Brewers, I was going to say, I mean, they've got – it hurts, but Eric Lauer, and they just had a kid, Aaron Ashby, pitch last night. Ashby is doing. Great. Great. Oh yeah. no, we What's that? So good yesterday. Yeah, so I mean if these are not long term absences for these two, uh Think they'll be fine. They just need to hit. Asprey's a long yeah. reliever at best. He pitched last night and said otherwise. Yeah, he looked really so, good well, yesterday. So, I mean, twelve strikeouts and in six innings. I'll, I'll take that. Hundred pitches. That's every not every day of the week. Um, well, tiebreaker. do yeah, so right. it all season, but they don't need him to do it all season. So. Yeah.
0: What do you What do you think, man? Do you Do you have an opinion on this? Do you, who are you worried about?
1: I want to be worried about the Mets. I worry about. The Mets because DeGrom and Scherzer Have had injuries in the past And they're kind of lingering things Like Scherzer's been hurting since uh, His last game with the Braves When he was on the Dodgers last right, year Right. So I worry about their ability to come back And you don't lose 60 plus million dollars in your payroll And replace that somehow
0: Yep, That was uh, exactly what my point was going to be There's was- also
1: the LOL Mets factor And they need at least a 17 game lead You think so? <laughs> There's
0: 162 games in the season, right? Yep. I, l- I love it, Will. Yeah? I love it. I mean, that's that's a good point. I, I was going to say something along the same lines of, regardless of what the problems are for any of these teams, the Mets are paying for it. Like, they're going to be paying literally for whatever is going to happen to their team on the IL. Like, that's a really long time for a lot of money to be tied up to not be playing, and... Uh, Sooner than later, it's going to start to bleed through in production. That's just how that works. It's, it's, you know. Yeah,
3: but effect. out of all these teams, do we not think they'd be the first to maybe go get Frankie Montas? I mean.
0: Yeah, but I also like think that regardless of whether they get Frankie Montas, if they don't have those two guys and Carrasco has
3: another setback or McGill doesn't come back, right? Well so now you're then, projecting uh, on Carrasco. That's that's rude. Well you, just, you just did something very mean when you to a, a man who didn't deserve do you wanna apologize well, to him? Right it, now? It's hard
0: it's hard Do you wanna
3: apologize, Michael? I don't because it's hard
0: to say that you can't project something that you that has been projected like eight years in a row. Like, it's really hard. He had fucking cancer. Look, I'm not saying why. I didn't like judging the guy. I'm just saying strictly performance fakes. Okay, you know, I'm I'm like, I'm over this. I think everybody uh, understands what I'm trying to say, and Chris throwing some stones that I don't like at all. That's rude, and I'm just stating a fact. Because you have cancer, we give them an excuse for not produ- producing? Yes, of course. But in a scope, when we're talking about bare-bones facts, it's a little different. Anyway, um, those are like all things that I want to make sure everybody understands that there's some teams that are going through some serious pitching problems coming up to the trade deadline. It's going to make for a really heavy season for trades, especially some of these guys like... There's Cy Young winners on here. There's Cy Young candidates on here. And, like, if you throw in guys like like Michael Kopech, you're, you're talking about, like, legitimate, high-talented guys here um, and the newcomers like Ashby. So there's a lot of things to pull apart from that. So I want to keep everybody apprised that that's some serious stuff that's going on. Those teams are hurting for pitching. So we'll see how that goes about. But like, I wanted to get that out of the way because we're about to talk about just like straight up, strictly offense. Um, Like I said earlier, Will passed around an article in the backfields about baseballs. And it coincides with one of the themes of the show that we've talked about a ton, thanks to CW and all of his reporting about it. But there's something going on with the baseballs in Major League Baseball. The dynamics have been changed and Will, with, with, with the way that he does his natural, normal work with analysis, I asked him to kind of pick apart some different values and some different trends that have happened over the last few years. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to walk through it with you if you don't mind, but I want to start it off with, I was watching the Cardinals and Pirates game last week and it was just a random game. The Cardinals had the better of them for the most of the series, but that's not the point, is Michael Chavis hit a dead red sweet spot fly ball to left center, and it ended up fading close to the warning track. But on the cut scene, you could see him perfectly say, I swear I got that one talking to his teammates and like the conviction in how he said that it he was truly bewildered like i have hit home runs so many times in my life i swear i had that and he was confused and with the way that the state of the baseballs is kind of been rumored it makes you wonder like these guys really don't know what baseballs are being pitched to them They're getting suited up to be thrown for them. Like, what is going on with the baseballs and baseball, Will? What is happening? Yeah. That's a
1: a billion-dollar question right there, isn't it? Yeah. So, I kind of, I guess I want to start. Sure. I want to bring you back to, I think this is 2019-ish, is when people were trying to figure out, holy crap, there's a lot more home runs we can hit. Sure. Um... And this uh, professor from University of Illinois, uh, Alan Nathan, he did an analysis uh, looking at what, what could cause it. Are the people taking better cuts? Um, is there something going on with the baseball? Mm. Just kind of different stuff like that. Sure. And he did a deep dive into uh, if there was something going on with the baseball. And I think it's instructive to look at – how he did his analysis, sure, and it kind of gives us a point to where we can talk about you know what's affecting this baseball and um, kind of what the important factors are there. Mm-hmm. so what uh, mr. Professor Nathan what he did was he took MLB stat casts on data. You know, that's publicly available. Anyone can get it. It's the best part is that MLB releases. That, this is the most ironic part of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. It's
2: dot slash Savant. Yes. You can see all the StatCast data available. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. And for any software people out there, uh, there's a Python package called PyBaseball. That's... <laughs> That's that's the easiest way to do anything Is that the root of all evil for you
0: for this for this exercise? That was the root of the... That was how you conjured yeah. all this stuff. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, that's it, great. It's, just, that's awesome. it's just a wrapper, and you can download Completely. all the stack data you want. Like, pitch-by-pitch pitch data. That easy, huh? Like, incredible stuff. understand. Okay, great. Good. So, anyways, they, they noticed a huge jump in the number of home runs after the All-Star break of 2015. Okay. And so, what Prefer- Professor Nathan did was, he said, "Okay, I'm going to create a model of velocity, launch angle, drag, uh, spin rate, a few other things." Sure. And just kind of write in what the physical model should be, and I'm going to use MLB's data from early 2015, mm-hmm. and all balls that are kind of you know close to being a home run, like launch angle between. 20 degrees and 35 degrees, 95 to 120 x velocity. Mm-hmm. And what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna try and back into like the physical constants, like drag, how much the laces affect, you know, spin, that kind of stuff. I'm gonna back into a physical model based on the data I get from MLB. All
0: right.
1: And so, what he did was, and this is I think kind of the instructor part here, is he got the data, but specifically. Only for Tropicana Field. Okay, down in Do tank. you know why Tropicana Field? I, I think I know why, but I want you to tell. Yes, it. because why we talked about it earlier. But yes. Exactly. So Tropicana Field is domed. It's air conditioned. Okay. The humidity is the same. Yep. The temperature is the same. Yep. And so you can actually compare balls from game to game. Perfect. It doesn't rain one yeah, day. Pretty perfect. And not the other same. day. It's a perfect control. Exactly. Right. And so he he backed in this physical model and he analyzed it for um, prior to 2015. So he, he trained his model and then he tested to see how it was. Right. And it was like finding within a foot on average how far the ball was going. Like it was a very accurate prediction style, like predicting how based far. on spin rate, launch angle, and exit velocity. Okay. And then spin axis, but that's kind of. In depth. <laughs> the interesting thing was, after the All-Star break, his model was wrong. But it was consistently wrong okay. by about four and a half feet. After the 2015 All-Star break. After the 2015 All-Star break. Right. Okay. Uh, and it basically stayed that way, continuing up at least until 2019.
0: So for four years, this system he built was literally flawed because of an unknown factor. It was consistently flawed. Right. Because of s- what seemed to be something, exactly. right? Okay. Exactly. I just wanted to clarify that. Okay, got so,
1: it. So, yeah. and So this goes all the way up into 2019. I don't know if he's run his analysis since then. Sure. Um, it's one of the things I'm going to try and do. Sure. Uh, is is he, He's published all his calculations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try and back into those numbers. But <laughs> we've noticed in 2021 that there was a fall off from the 2019 rates you know we kind of exclude 2020 just because that's not a fair sample size sure but 2021 there's a short fallback from 2019 Mm -hmm. and then 2022 there's
2: been a dramatic fall off thus far yeah now. hey will can I interrupt you real yeah, quick and it's and it's just because of the 2019 2020 thing mm-hmm. 2017 2018 2019 major league baseball set new records every year for exit velo uh, home runs hit and all 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 the the fancy offensive numbers mm-hmm. okay so. Oh, yeah. I guess to give Chris a little color
0: and you, because you said this, home runs were basically almost in a drought, comparatively speaking. We're down 20% from last year on pace. We're down 30% from the height in 2019. Mm -hmm. 2019 was the the hottest year, the record year that Chris is referring to, where the most home runs hit ever in a baseball Mm -hmm. season. And last year it was less, and this year it is less with a capital L. Yeah. Um, So that is like a dramatic drop-off from its heyday, just two and a half years ago. And to shore it up real quick before I uh, turn it back over to you, um, I wanna clarify this, and CW can help us with this too, but what do you mean by um, launch angle? Oh
1: yes, yeah. so that's just the angle relative to the ground
0: that the ball is flying. Leaves the bat, right? Yes, exactly. Right, okay, so that's the angle that the ball leaves the bat. And then the exit velocity is literally how fast the ball leaves the bat. Leaves leaves the bat, exactly. Right, not the pitch, not if it's 100 miles an hour, it's going to go 106 miles an hour off the bat or whatever. It's going to go faster at some, Mm -hmm. some, okay, depending on how hard
3: the guy can swing. It depends on contact.
0: Right, and then you also mentioned the seams of the baseball. Those will change the trajectory because of spin rate and obviously just – just windage, you know, just natural drag, right?
1: It can affect, it, it, it affects the drag, but can affect how much the spin imparts movement on the ball as well, right? Like right. big laces. You know, right.
0: Like, like think about curveball, right? A right. Big laces, big movement. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. That makes sense. So, um... Okay, did you have any more preface that you wanted to talk about before I ask you a couple of questions? Or No, I, I just want to point out yeah. a couple of interesting things. Please. So
1: one, and this is one of the things to make doing these analyses hard, is that, you know, uh, Professor Allen's model... Didn't really change much from 2015 to 2019, but we got a lot more home runs. Sure. So why's that? One could argue that it's the players adjusting to the baseball flying further. So they want to hit more home runs, so they intentionally pop it up more. Yeah, technically, natural selection. Well, exactly. And so there's a the, lot of dynamics here right. that makes this
2: kind of stuff difficult. Right. Hey, once again, once again, though, it's it's the way baseball has become. Like, even even at the the lower level age or the lower levels, and the even in high school, it's launch angle, launch angle, launch angle, because the baseballs have changed. Right.
3: So, well, it's, it's, it's been the natural flow of it. I mean, baseball's had these changes throughout time. I mean, this is not the first time we've had a live ball or dead ball. Players are this damn good. I mean, if you tell them swing flat and hit down on the ball so it spins, so it carries, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Adjust your launch angle to hit it so you got better trajectory. They'll do that. Yeah. they just need a little time to do it the problem right. is here lately the ball keeps changing constantly mm-hmm. so they don't know what to do right and it's the same with so, the pitchers i mean they don't really know what to do with the ball because constantly something different so the, the yeah the batters can't adapt that's the problem right hey there. I'll, I'll tell you this i'll tell you this right now
2: so my last year in college was 2010 which was the last year of BESR, which before they went to BB court, and, and you actually were the only person of us that got to swing a BB Corps bat. It went from being a hot ass motherfucker, being BESR, to the first year of being BB court. It was like you were swinging a goddamn Little League wood bat. There were no home runs. Nothing was leaving almost the shallow outfield. And then all of a sudden, hey, now we've we've got guys, this is 12 years in, we got guys in college hitting 20 to 30 home runs for a season, players like you guys said adapt, and the game adapts. And hell, fucking Gordon Beckham hit thirty home runs in college with a BESR bat. They they get changed to the BB court, and it's taken ten years to get there. So it it it's it's super weird that we have the the, the new baseballs and just just major league baseball adapt or do they overcome the adaptation and just say fuck it we're doing it this year we're doing it next year it's hard right now because the numbers are turning the other way hey everyone loves offense i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be on the opposite end of the spectrum but Everyone loves offense. And Major League Baseball, and AKA clownfred is is telling us, we want a fast game. Fuck that.
0: All right. Um, do, you, do you have any notes on, on yeah. that, Will?
2: I, I don't have any notes on that.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not going to make any philosophic points about the three true outcomes of baseball, or anything. But I do want to say this, uh, and this is pretty important. So the one key uh, professor uh, Nathan calculated was the drag coefficient of the baseball, right? right? And that's what everyone's kind of talking about. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the big topic. And here's why it's the big topic. Okay. Drag is a force on a object moving through a fluid, mm-hmm. like air, right. right? And so what we say drag is, drag is some coefficient multiplied by the velocity. So the faster the object's traveling in the fluid, mm-hmm. the stronger the drag force. Right? So the harder you hit it, it's like diminishing returns, which sucks for home runs. Sure. Right? So it's like you're already at like a really high leverage situation, right? It's either going over the fence or it's going to get caught for an Mm out, And now you have this, you know, force being played with that is like the most pivotal force of whether or not that ball continues going at the same speed Mm -hmm. or it slows down. Right. And so that's kind of kind of the, the worst part of it all is that they're playing with a real unstable situation.
0: I honestly think from a layman, and that's me in this conversation, everyone listening, is I'm the layman, um, I don't understand math or science very well. I really don't. There, I said it. Uh, I'm kind of an idiot. Yeah, but
2: you're a pretty good fucking writer. Yeah, so that, we understand yeah, why.
0: Yeah, that, thank you, Chris. But uh, <laughs> I, So, like, I don't, I don't understand it in, like, a real true sense. So, like, the last time that any kind of this kind of conversation happened, we heard of a term that CW has walked us down quite a bit called a humidor. All right? CW? Do you feel like after doing some work with this uh, conversation in a couple ways, do you kind of feel like they lied to you about the humidor? Like, does that matter? we'll get will's opinion but i want yours first because like this was like one of the things that you mentioned a lot last year
3: yeah i don't really have the numbers pulled up as far as like that handful of teams that added them last year um i think we had like six teams at them last year and all of them have added them this year Mm -hmm. so um i really don't think it had a huge well i know it did in arizona can i
2: interrupt you real quick will i would like uh, for you to do some research and see the actual humidor effect for every place, if you could, because I mean, all oh, that data going to be out pretty yeah. So, but, real,
1: real quick, so I wasn't aware of this. So, they had humidors in six places last year, yes, correct. I'd like to know those six places, and cool. what I can do is compare those six places to the rest of the league from last
2: year, okay? All right even better sorry to interrupt C.
0: so C. I and I, while, while we're all talking and I more I more or less did set up CW for this question because I I wanted to kind of kind of prelude to this is so we were all really on the hot track for the baseballs are going to be equalized because the temperatures of locales are very dramatic like in Arizona and Texas the air is a lot drier so it's a lot thinner which would reduce drag on a baseball. So by adding a humidor that makes the balls slightly damper, making them slightly wetter, making them slightly heavier, creating more drag. In a way, right? Like, does that kind of make sense? Because otherwise, like, I'm having a hard time understanding what at all a humidor even did And it makes me wonder, like, did the MLB create a problem within a problem in order for us to be like, hey, look at the left hand. The right hand is replacing every baseball possible for every marketable baseball game for us to hit more home runs. It's like, hey, look at this cigar box that we're putting baseballs in while we're knowingly doing something else to the baseballs.
1: So, two thoughts. I was under the impression the Humidor was were to replace the sticky stuff.
0: No, that is oh, no. not no. at all what is in my opinion what they were doing the inhumanors for. I thought I thought it was to
1: kind of appease everyone and say all right, we're going to keep the balls a uh, consistent humidity sure. so that it doesn't, like, slip out your hands when you're throwing a two-seamer.
0: As far as CW, I'd love for you to get more back into this because you were the one that did more research about this than anyway. But no, I think it was pretty much the opposite. Okay. And it had to do with how far the b- balls flew in places like Arizona, Texas, and Colorado. I didn't mention that earlier. Well, you're, Colorado. you're never going to change
3: that. Colorado is the, um, we'll say, the, the birthplace of it. I mean, sure. that's the first place they really got it added due to the fact the um air density there is so thin i mean the ball just rockets out the humidor densifies the ball more so it made it travel less so you had you know less home runs there yeah i am not sure what the idea is adding it everywhere i've heard theories that it'll actually help the ball carry in more humid places because the ball will be more equal to what the air is around so it will be able to go through the they're you know easier without the drag you were talking about earlier I guess it's so damn early and the weather's not really web you know got where it's supposed to be yet for us to weather. figure that out
1: yeah I mean that's a I don't have a PhD in physics sure and I will Tell you, I don't think most people with PhDs in physics will be able to tell you mm-hmm. whether or not that ball's gonna go further or shorter. Sure. If well, it, is,
2: physics it is theoretical,
3: it. yeah. But
1: I, I will Pretty say good. this there's an extreme, right? Like, there's outer space, mm-hmm. okay, where there's nothing, and I throw that baseball, it's gonna go that same speed forever. Yeah. And then there's sea level that's got a bunch of air in the way, mm-hmm. and that baseball's gonna slow down. Sure. You know, in between you have places like Coors Field, Mm -hmm. where the ball is going to travel further than, you know, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Which is why, like, I'm so confused as to why every club in baseball implemented a humidor when they specifically picked out locales that had notoriously dry air. Like, I don't understand why you would be like, all right, we're gonna try it here, and then if it works, we're gonna level back the playing field that we just gave. Like, it's almost like you just did everything to do nothing and almost like a way to be like, yeah, we did something and that's why there's a dramatic spike in home runs and everything looks totally different because we figured out this simple problem with the simple solution. See, that's why I thought they did the humidors
1: for the pitchers, not hitting the batters, because sure. they will not having the sticky stuff. Sure. Because and and you would want to do that in a place where it's like not as humid. Right. Where the balls drier,
3: it's tougher to grip that kind of stuff. Sure. It has no effect on the grip am i right about that chris i mean it
2: no you you prepared. are you are 100 correct it's it's still the same baseball it's just yeah like the, 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 I mean, the
3: density of yeah. the core basically okay
2: so we we are mlb put them in six ballparks last year trying to lessen the home runs that were hit or the exit velos in those ballparks and now you got them in all 30 ballparks so you have done nothing nothing right it is the same fucking shit that you had last year. Now we all, again, have the same baseball.
0: Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, for a time, these sit parks were different, and now everybody's back on the same. Page. So a- we're
2: trying to we're trying to make every ballpark a pitcher's ballpark because it's a hitter's game in in today's game and age. Yeah, but it wasn't a hitter's game like five years ago. Okay, and then it all of a sudden a we throw we throw That's the baseballs the in there and. Yeah, it's a hitter's game. We're, we're we're working our way to that.
0: Okay, so stop. <laughs> you know what I'm on. saying, like, and, it's bullshit. So let's get back. I want to talk a little bit more about this drag coefficient because that was one of the bigger keys to the conversation that I saw in the research for the show, and I think that Will can kind of enlighten us on. And really, honestly, at this point, I think I think Will, I just really would like you to just get nitty gritty with it. Like, tell us tell us what like what you gleaned from all of the research that we asked you to do like what, what what do you think about all this is there a different baseball have you learned anything what, what's going on in baseball over the last five years I'll say
1: something that might be controversial It's okay good it won't be controversial no, I, <laughs> I'm not sure MLB is doing anything on purpose okay all right yes that is controversial yeah <laughs>
0: why do you think that
1: so because <laughs> key reasons one Manfred, like I said we're at a very high leverage point with drag. Like, drag is a huge leverage point with whether or not a ball goes out or stays on track. Right? Because, once again, the harder you hit the baseball, the more drag it's going to experience. Right. Right? That's just a, that's just how it works. Yep. So, even tiny changes in drag can have massive effects on home run rate. I mean, like, a, a, a ball that travels five feet less is going to significantly the amount of home runs. Um, the other reason I think that MLB doesn't necessarily, like, they may not know what's going on, is I think there's been huge supply chains disruptions, just like there has been in every other industry. Sure, in the world. And baseballs are not immune to that.
0: Yeah, and we, I, I remember us talking about that during, like, uh, pre-planning, and, well, I completely understand, and I can, I can... Appreciate that sentiment. I just have a... I have a hard time with baseball specific because the MLB has tasked Rawlings to create their baseballs for years. And the MLB specifically has a plant in Costa Rica... That makes every baseball that's ever been pitched, ever been hit in baseball for a very long time. And then it gets sent to a mystery spot on the world where they imply the uh, Mississippi mud to them before they get to whatever active site they're at. So, like, their supply chain is... One supplier, one customer forever with a limitless supply of money. So I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like that might be one of those safe spots where it's like, yeah, I don't know if that's totally a, 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 an answer. But I do know what you're I'll, saying. I let me that.
1: let me put you this way. Yeah. When's the last time? We've had a pandemic like COVID
0: nineteen. Never, literally never. Well, but I mean, in organized baseball, oh in the, world, in the oh world, world that That's we're talk, in, the, in, the world that we're talking about now, or the supply and demand, never. It's, to answer your question, literally, yes, nineteen eighteen. Yes, it's an extraordinary time. Sure. So
1: I don't, you know, I'm not gonna. Attribute to malfeasance. What I could attribute to incompetence. He's still I've got
2: much nicer than all of us.
1: No, I'm not.
3: C.W. What are you gonna say? What were you gonna say? To back him up a little bit. So baseball broke it down. The ball change in 2017. They changed the manufacture of laces. Okay. The laces changed. Same material. But the people who made them, just that, the 9% thickness and just the lace. Think about what the lace is. I mean, how small that lace is. 9% of it's nothing. But it led to an explosion of home runs and led to a bluster situation on pitchers that was unbelievable. So, just little bitty things. And I was looking at this a little bit also, what we'll bring up as far as just natural changes in the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I want all y'all to give me a guess on how many baseballs you think they go through in one season? Um, one, one season? One season. A million. Um, 775,000. Well, you um, the wrong way. 3.6 million. 3.6 million is probably pretty close. 2019, 2. God
0: Goddamn, Will. It's
3: just so um, many baseballs.
0: Yeah, I so many baseballs.
3: Yeah. Right now, they're averaging about two pitches per baseball before it gets replaced well you you understand why right well it's just constant no well anytime you know, a I saw a fun thing about baseball selling all these baseballs i mean everyone that comes out of play they uh a yeah, no. little stamp on hey, and it's, it's for sale it's 50 dollars somewhere
2: anytime <laughs> a anytime a pitch is thrown and the ball hits the dirt it's thrown out if the ball yeah. goes into play and it hits the dirt it's okay because the constitution is foundationally different right yeah the ball yeah, is so just It's, it's stupid.
3: Yeah I've, yeah, I've seen estimates upward to 10 million balls could be used between preseason through postseason mm-hmm. in an MLB season. I mean, if, if I had to guess so every. Just inconsistency is going to be there. It's going to have to be. Especially with all the weird stuff they do with these balls. You were mentioning the mud, the wool comes from somewhere like New Zealand, the rubber comes from a certain place. I mean, so just as we'll say, in any little twist, goes differently the ball's going to be different so you have to give it a little bit of play but it's just been a whole lot that we've seen makes it more of the conspiracy theory of them. yeah
1: so something i haven't had time to do yet yet i promise i'll do that's no, okay yeah is i want to look at all the baseballs hit because this was a big conspiracy theory of course on ESPN yep. games yep. from yeah, last Chris year. Yeah, Chris has
3: thrown this up before. Yeah.
1: And compare that, not <laughs> And I don't, know, I don't know if there's enough data to say one way or another, but it'd be really interesting if we had, you know, different distributions yeah. for those baseballs versus – the rest of the season. It,
0: br- it brings up a very, very, very good point, and people that are loyal to also show will know that we, Chris and I specifically, have been very much on the conspiracy train about this after CW had like given us so much information about it, and even to this day with Will being so so very calculated about it, his explanation about everything, I still like wonder. We heard a rumor last year that the MLB was selecting specific baseballs for specific Games like if you were on Sunday Night Baseball, which is the most famous game of the week, is Sunday Night. Yeah, Sunday Night Sunday Night Baseball is the 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 game that most people are probably going to be watching. And like, say if you have the Yankees versus the Dodgers in that game, the likelihood that we thought the MLB was going to be replacing certain baseballs with other certain baseballs that would help the trajectory get out of the ballpark faster. We thought that they were doing that. And conversely, last year is the greatest influx in no-hitters that we've literally ever seen in the the game of baseball since we've been recording it. There have been more no-hitters in such a short amount of time in baseball in the 2021 season than we could possibly fathom. Um, And it was all during off-market Day games, afternoon games, games in which the third or fourth-ass pitcher is pitching. Just such an off-brand representation to where they got this legendary status. It's instant Hall of Fame status. Like, your name goes into the Hall of Fame when you pitch a no-hitter. Like, that's how serious they take that. And it happened so cavalier last year that it just got to be the point where it's like, man. That is fishy, you know? Like, that is weird. And it it just goes to the point, like, yeah, if Will, if you can come up with that kind of information or figure out a way to analyze that, I would love to know. Because that is, right now, that is one of the biggest highlights about this conversation is there's rumors about them really changing the dynamics of the game by just changing the ball. And they have control, sole control over the ball.
1: If you... I'll I'll say this I'm I'm a bit of a skeptic just in general as I already said sure but if I saw different distributions in Sunday night games versus everything else that's a smoking gun right like that's 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 unbelievable now right. you know this this kind of, this kind of stuff is hard right like doing these analyses isn't easy and I'll tell you give an example what what is make it that hard mm-hmm. well last year no one was stealing signs. Right, right. Pitchers are using sticky stuff. Yep. There's a bunch of other reasons that we could have had so many no hitters. There's there's a ton, there's a ton of uh, of factors that go and into it. Three true outcomes of baseball. Last year, yeah. 2020. Why they disappeared? That's disappear. the peak, in my opinion, of the three true outcomes. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Where you have because you remember when, we, we but we had all these no hitters early and quick. Yes, I mean, we, we did. were we at one point in time we were on projection to have like thirty no hitters. I mean we were going to break the record. Uh, All non nationally televised too though. Yeah. Also
2: I mean, it was just kind of sticky stuff, right?
0: Right,
1: and
2: that's yeah,
3: true. Uh, well that, they the sticky stuff and weather warming up and hitters you know adjusting. But mm-hmm. at the same time it was a very rapid rate. I mean I remember us talking about it like, like this, a no hitter. I mean they're throwing one once a week. Do we care? I mean mm-hmm. there was a few we didn't even count. You know especially I mean there was even a few that didn't count that were the seven innings. You know, it, we we just got to the point that no hitters were yeah oh awesome whatever, but at the same time by halfway through the season they just died. I mean, there was no more. So yeah. I, I I I just I really feel like the ball keeps changing.
1: I think if you tried hard enough, you could paint whatever narrative you want to.
0: Sure, because oh, yeah. there's oh, yeah. a ton of information that you can manipulate, mm-hmm. and that's that's fair. But one thing that one thing that's really hard to manipulate is a certain group of people, all right? And there's a lot of people in baseball that do valuable things in baseball. But I'm going to read you a list of people that do something specifically well, and they're specifically not doing it well in 2022. Adam Duvall, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Javi Baez, Jesse Winker, and Justin... Turner. I mean, you're talking about all-stars, you're talking about World Series champions, and you're talking about guys who if their careers go the right way, that some a couple of these guys might be considered for the Hall of Fame. And all of them have a typical tenacity to hit home runs. And this year, literally all of them have taken a massive step back and specifically for your boy adam duvall chris and i were talking about this yesterday and it's a real thing and when you're talking about things like launch angle and exit velocity he has those two things typically in spades he usually hits a ball in the air And he hits the ball pretty hard. And so does Vladimir Guerrero. So like if you're saying that those two factors aren't the end-all be-all when it comes to hitting home run, if you have to implement this drag coefficient, you are accidentally inviting the conversation to say that if you change the chemical makeup of the ball, whether making it a heavier core, lighter core, or differently distributed core with higher or lower seams, they can no longer control what happens after they swing yeah. that baseball bat.
1: So let me get a little theoretical. Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's get a little theoretical. First. Sure. If I were to be playing baseball in no atmosphere, there's no there's no drag on the baseball. In a vacuum, sure. Yeah. The optimal angle right to hit the baseball would be... I don't know. Oh, forty-five 45 degrees. Sorry, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, it's of course. 45 Straight degrees. Straight even, okay. Right? yeah yeah. That's exactly the angle you want to hit it. Okay. That's not the angle you want to hit it in the real world. You want to actually aim a little lower. I think kind of sweet spots between 20 and 35 degrees. I could be wrong about that. Okay. As your drag increases mm-hmm. on the baseball, you want to hit the ball lower. Okay. That's just kind of a general rule of thumb. So, yes. So, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I'm okay. ignoring backspin for the moment. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming. Sorry. Not that that's not or, important. No, I, I agree. Yeah. But it'd yeah. be interesting to know if those players, like, had a certain, you know, upper end. Sure. On their launch angle. That's something I can look at.
0: Sure. Um, They're not necessarily that play. important. I just wanted to pull out a couple of guys that legitimately are having bad starts to the 2022 yeah. year. I mean, sure. After, after oh. these things have started to kind of pop up in conversation. Yeah. Well it's like
1: you know, it, it's what we you know, talked about a few minutes ago. You get these batters ter coached stuff then you start trying to hit more pop ups, maybe they can go out, you know, from twenty fifteen to two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. They're coached to hit that. Well, what if that launch angle's trash now? hmm You
2: know? Right. Right. And that's that's a real possibility. Yeah. Literally how are we like going to talk bad on these guys because most of these guys that we just we just spoke about are big fly ball guys that the balls get out of the ballpark. Right now, now we gotta create. We go. Now we gotta create backspin to get that ball
3: out of the ballpark.
2: that, so, that's where I, I was gonna go. Okay, I mean, all right, asshole.
3: No, no, I'm just saying those, all of those guys, I mean, it's you know, is, is like Jesse Winker. I mean, he, he's a big launch angle guy who left a ballpark that was perfect for that mm-hmm. with a ball that was perfect for that. Who's now in Seattle with a, a dead ball yeah. in a ballpark. That's much bigger. Mm-hmm. He's just not, he's not got the right information to be successful to me like I said maybe he needs to as well saying you know lower the launch angle maybe get a little backspin get whatever he needs to get but with enough time I think he would get there but it, whether or not someone like Jesse Winger gets that time is the problem so we'll, we'll the, see how the, that works out the
2: biggest issue is if we actually truly do have a new baseball does the lower launch angle and the actual backspin which i would love for you to look up will Mm -hmm. like does it actually create more carry with this ball Uh and this is where i was kind of going with the the besr and the the bb core thing earlier does it actually translate into the guys learn how to become hitters again instead of home run guys or do we get Doubles and triples and singles. Like I'm not quite I'm mean, sure if that's quantifiable.
1: You I, know, I'll, I'll say this. So I've run so far with the data I've been playing around with lately. I've probably run close to a hundred simulations. Well, not simulations. A hundred different analyses mm-hmm. from 2021 to 2022, mm-hmm. just the months of April and May. Right. And every single one. Every single one. Twenty twenty two or twenty twenty two is lower than twenty twenty one. Just down, absolutely. Oh
2: no, yeah. we I are mean, averaging like that, but. five
1: to six feet.
0: So okay, and that
1: I and yeah. these are these are like home run possible balls. Yeah. So it's like exit velocity greater than ninety and uh, launching between like twenty and thirty five.
0: Okay. So here it is. This is a problem. And I have a question for you guys that I'm, this is incredibly serious. I can't overstate this enough. Now I want all of your honest opinion about this. And even though Will has been incredibly objective during this interview and conversation, I think our point and our stance as Bush League is still kind of live as in like, we're not sure if we can trust baseball. But at all. With everything that we know and what we can project to know and what we've heard from Will, if I were to tell you that the MLB had access to control the outcome of the number of runs scored in baseball in correlation with the recently legalized betting market of baseball, is it not completely out of the realm of possibility To imagine that teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cardinals, the Astros could just write a check to somebody and get some balls swapped on the day of the game. like It sounds like the way that the balls are being produced might leave it up to question that there's a possibility to really and truly (laughs) fix baseball games. Like, this, in my opinion, is somewhere to the akin of the creation of the atom bomb. Like, it's just now into the ether, and everyone who's hip to the noise knows that it's possible. People know that the baseballs may or may not have a different constitution, and home runs can be hit easily with this constitution. And if they have the right channel, legally or illegally, they can get that outcome. Is that like unbelievably unrealistic? Like a movie, or is that something that is like tangible?
2: Uh, nowhere close to being unrealistic. How does MLB finally allow betting? Our greatest hitter of all time got fucking banned for life for betting on his own team, and now now. It, it is what it is. But seriously. It's not, it's not, it, it isn't, know. it isn't
0: what it is. Now, no, potentially speaking, they have a way to create a control. Like they now can control the outcome of the sports betting world. Technically speaking, if we the conspiracy theories that we're talking about could possibly be true, these are the reasons why they possibly said it's fine to legalize it because we can control certain outcomes to say that it's not gonna be fourteen to two in this raised tigers game. Okay it's be so- seven to two because of the balls we put in
2: the game. Oh so we can we can control the that a team is not going to throw a game or throw a game and keep it out of the money line. Yeah. You're telling me those players don't fucking look at that shit when they go in the damn clubhouse and like they're not playing? Oh, like they're going to be able to control that? Exactly. How
3: the fuck was Pete Rose supposed to control it? All right, you're... You're missing. He's stuck. He's stuck. He's stuck stuck on Pete. Yeah, he's he's missing my point. Go ahead. All sports. All all sports now can gamble. Um, We just here in Atlanta witnessed a NFL tragedy last year, (laughs) losing a a wide receiver due to fantasy. Football parlay, from what I understand. So, hey, by yeah, the way, Rose would happened, still, right? still be suspended as far as these rules go. With what Mike saying, Mike, I love you. I mean, you know, I, I love the conspiracies I love across the board. I, I mean, I just, I mean, we're, we're we're treading on like reptilian land right now. So, oh, I reptilian. love it. Is it, is it oh, a little dangerous fuck. to be talking about. It, oh, shit. I'm just, Fear we may mind. get shut down. We may get shut down. Alex Jones <laughs> may just. like interrupt us to try to sell some kind of weird shit. For us. The,
2: the oh. outer world or what what is your what podcast called
3: all right all right all right <laughs> no all right, seriously you what's your podcast called Oh, you talking about the last podcast on the left i like yes so much? There, oh there yes absolutely. That's, absolutely that's where the reptilians came from well you know they've taught me a lot but <laughs> it could be i mean as far as point shaving and Things of that nature, I mean, over-unders and that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, if they wanted to, but I'm sure that baseball's got stipulations on all of them. It. It's frowned upon greatly. just to to say it lightly so i'm sure they're monitoring the best they can but i mean there's always ways to cheat i mean we've we've seen that over the last few years with signal stealing and everything else i mean there's ways to do whatever you want to do so it wouldn't shock me a little bit if some of these teams may indulge themselves a little bit and bend a little here and there
0: they're fucking cheating okay (laughs) that's what That's you're rude. Not That's rude. All Girl, right, it's
2: 2022.
0: You got to sugarcoat shit. I'm not sugarcoating anything. Will, what did you? What was your response to that? Uh, at first, I thought you were crazy. Okay, but
1: then I thought about it a little bit. Okay, and I want to preface this by talking about blackjack. Okay, all right. Everyone knows you can count cards with blackjack. Sure right um does it give you that much advantage no it gives you like maybe one percent depends on how many decks dealer is using sure and people that count cards well Mm make a lot of money doing blackjack. right and so i was thinking i was like well man that'd be a really serious analysis you'd have to say like okay the balls we're using are better for our team and worse for theirs and you're looking at different average launch angles for every player and i was like man that's a crazy analysis and I thought about that blackjack. I was like, "Man, people do all kinds of crazy stuff for a one person advantage." I think it's conceivable that they're doing that, and I also think it's conceivable that individual teams are doing that. That's yeah. Especially when you think about uh, well, what's, what's a good analogy? Uh, Tom Brady, right, deflating right. the footballs, right? right? Like how 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 hard would it That's be right. to pick out? <laughs> you know, even if they were, you know, MLB's making baseballs that are perfectly distributed. They're not making one set or another. Sure. You can still pick out the baseballs that are kind of on the high end range or mm-hmm. low end range, depending what you're trying to do. Sure. We're totally in reptile land though. I mean, it's
0: it's Flattered it's it's, right it's a there. lot. Look, yeah, it's a lot to take <laughs> yes. in. Damn
2: it, CW! It's, yes,
0: it seems so far fetched until you really sit down and like how much skin could possibly be in the game for some of these teams to just you know. Well, I mean, push it other over people the edge. Have Done that kind of stuff, right? Like,
1: guaranteed, no one thought. Someone would be deflating the football until so Tom right. Brady got caught doing it. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, no one thought you'd be in the stands recording your opposition's <laughs> practice three, games before, three days before the game,
3: but they All right, let's it move the, the fuck on. All right. Beating on a fucking trash can. I mean, who, how many people have done that in the past? Cheating, cheating is cheating. <laughs> they do it all the time. Exactly. So I mean, but let's say everybody's going to figure out a way to manipulate anything they can. If there's money to be made, there's an incentive it's to money figure to that made. out. But this is different so, when you yeah, change. Gambling. You can
0: literally and physically change the dynamic of the game if the math yeah. seems to pan out the way that we're talking about. It. And yeah. especially over under lines.
1: I yeah. mean, that's.
3: that's. Well, I was about to say, sense. I mean, those kind of lines, I mean, you can manipulate mm-hmm. that easy. I mean, just. I agree with that. Once again, and that kind of goes back to as much as I love him, I'll go get my jersey if I have to, beat Rose. That was. Kind of the problem with what he was accused of. I mean, if you can manipulate the lines and betting, he didn't have to bet against the Reds losing. He just had to bet against them not losing by five. Yeah, you or know what I mean. I mean, he bet for them to win every oh, right. fucking time. Okay. The problem with Pete is it.
1: he was betting on them to win sometimes,
2: but not every day. Have well, you read the Have you read the fucking book? We're going, we're going <laughs> somewhere <laughs> because I have. We're dirty? going somewhere. Dirty? I don't. I believe he go. bet on them every
0: time. Okay, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm I'm blowing this thing up. Let's go. <laughs> it's time to finish up. Let's let's run through these couple things real quick. Say goodnight and uh, appreciate Will. Um, so, I I didn't even hear about this until I did research for the show. But the Chicago Cubs uh, brought up a kid named Matt Schwarmer. And I say kid loosely because he is not really much of a he's kid like anymore. He's like 31, right? He, yeah. He was drafted in 2016 um, but he has been a career minor leaguer, and honestly, in 2020 when the pandemic hit and all the minor league systems shut down, he was playing in a men's rec league, made his MLB debut on Memorial Day, and did great. Like how, like how long could you possibly hold on, and your family hold on to something that seems so impractical? You're playing brick and rec league with a bunch of plumbers and. Accountants. Well, then well you what was end his up other job? Baseball. No, what was his other job? I don't know, Chris. That's not my job. My job is to find <laughs> out what that's... happens with baseball players. <laughs> okay. it's a dumb question. But congratulations to Matt Swarmer. Like, that's great. Uh, never give up, and that's pretty cool. Like, I wish you pitched for a better team. But congratulations, welcome to the show.
2: Go Cubs.
0: Um, very quickly, because we talked about them a ton last week, and I said I don't like talking about them. The the same two rookies that got called up last week that I we made a huge think about. Last weekend, Nolan Gorman hits his first MLB home run in the same exact game that Matt Liebertor comes back up from the minors and wins his first MLB game. Best friend since they were five years old. It's a home run in the in the same game that his other best friend gets a win in the MLB for the first time ever like how fucking cool is that? Congratulations hey, boys yeah. that is a moment that no one will probably ever reproduce in the history of baseball mark it right there that's hey, pretty that, awesome that
2: is, that is fantastic but once again super super Homer right there yeah well, you know. You give me shit all the time, and two episodes in a row, we talk about these guys, so.
0: On to another St. Louis Cardinal, J.A. Happ. Thank you so <laughs> much for the time you put in for our game. 15-year veteran. played for eight different teams. Yeah, He's, he spent like four years in, in New York. He, so, hey, they, there's my Yankee. Great. All right. I tried to go a whole episode without talking about him, but he's going to dip him in there. Uh, Jay Hatman, uh, thank you so much for your time in baseball. We appreciate what you did for the sport, but he's going to call it a day, hang up the cleats, and uh, we'll see what happens come trade deadline because it could happen. He could get called on and come back, but I'm going to say... Congrats, man! Cheers. We love you. Thanks for playing baseball, man. Just good stuff. You were good, Chris. Are you following Derek Jeter yet? I
2: mean, I saw this earlier. Yes, yes is the end, answer. Man. Totally. It I felt I like a yes/no question. I felt like a yes/no yes, question. Totally a yes. And I fucking started laughing because. Literally at like 11 o'clock this morning when uh, Bleacher Report came out with the same thing, Chris goes, oh yeah, you following him? Uh, I am now, yes.
0: Yeah, Derek Jeter, the one of the most famous baseball players in recent history has never been on social media and that included a time where he was in charge of an entire baseball franchise. Yeah. He has now joined Twitter and
2: I didn't for I didn't for 9 hours though.
0: And apparently he's pretty funny. So, I think everybody should get on the train cuz he's Derek Jeter. You know, I don't know why we do this, but we're going to do it. Pretty regularly, I guess. Ray Liotta, unfortunately, is no longer with us, as of two days ago. The uh, acting legend um, passed away in his hotel room while filming down in uh, Puerto Rico. No, the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic. Republic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't. I can't even tell you. Uh, how much love I have for that guy I specifically loved his role in the movie Below he was George Young's dad Mm -hmm. and he did a really good job but Goodfellas is amazing Goodfellas yeah, yeah, um, but there's there's just a ton of movies. I loved Identity as well. He was in that, but um, man, there's so many great movies that he was in. Uh, he's hey. one of those guys in, in in movies that you just like can't possibly fathom what you're missing
2: until he's gone. Uh, Can we not forget Shoeless or Shoeless Joe Jackson? Who the hell is Shoeless? Yeah, sure. I, know. I know that's why. I basically, re spoke Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, um,
0: but he uh, he's been in a quite a few field of dreams, man. Thank you so much for for everything.
2: That, that that was the the lead in. Yeah. So,
0: any
3: anything else about Ray Liotta or any of the other uh, quick shout outs? Anybody? Anything? Anything else? My favorite thing that I can really remember, he was on Grand Theft Auto Vice City, <laughs> one of the, of the voice actors, and it was sure. just instant him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was recognizable everywhere in every movie he did. So, he will greatly be missed. I mean,
2: so he is the cousin of my godfather. Cheers to that. That's I, mean, I, cool. I, don't, I don't. I don't know what. I call that so
3: uh like seventh cousin or <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll, I'll just take like tenth cousin so
3: i'm pretty sure it's just some dude your godfather knows yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. To that works as well. well. What
0: I do know is, is that uh, Will, man, thank you so much for all the work you did uh, analyzing so much of the data for baseball, and um, really just jumping into this task. You are our first uh, interview on the show. We'll see how it sounds, but I've loved this. Man, this has been a great time. Will's been over here hanging out with us for a few hours, talking about the the numbers um hanging out having a beer and just like really having a good time and uh i can't say thank you enough man it's great it was a pleasure and uh we we gotta have you come back on because you gotta update us on some of this stuff because some of this is live data that's gonna change before oh yeah we come up with any kind of solution so uh thank you so much we appreciate it a ton yeah for absolutely boys and me it's so, so blast. Cool. can't wait to come back on yeah anytime we'd love to have you never um mm-hmm. Guys, anything
2: else? Love you will. Come back on. Guess you can get Top Gun Maverick yeah. if you haven't. It's great. I heard that. My gosh, gosh darn it, Will. It's fantastic. I forgot to
0: mention, uh, his last name is Paramount. It's William Paramount. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. He does not have anything to do with the millions and millions of dollars that, that movie's gonna make. I um, sure don't.
2: That's all I got, so Oh uh, no, no, no. Hold up. Before before we cut out, we gotta we gotta thank say, uh, say thanks to uh, Pops of Sullivan.
0: My dad made us some so just some badass so jerseys. Some sweet-ass jerseys. It's got Bushlick on the front and our names on the back. My high school number, Chris's high school number, and uh, Ozzy, or not Ozzy Albies, but uh, Ronald Cunha's number for C-Dub because, Damn right. well, he's just the coolest. And uh, my dad thinks you're the coolest. So um, <laughs> thank you, uh, Pops, for again being our number one fan. And Damn uh, right. Fucking badass. Yeah, I love the jerseys once we get... The live footage going for the recording, you'll you guys will see him, but uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for that, and thanks for everything else that you guys do for our show. If you guys got nothing else, Chris, say
2: bye. Why am I just saying bye? Like, yeah, I mean, that's like kind of lame. Uh, right? Yankees yeah, win, Yankees yeah, win, Yankees yeah, win, thanks, dude.
0: thanks, Will, appreciate you guys. I'm going to go to bed with you. Goodbye. God,
2: shut up, Chris. I thought it was pretty I thought that was pretty funny, dude. It wasn't.
0: You want another beer? Yeah, brother. Might as well do that, right? Beers for me. Hit
2: baby.